0: What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Are you experiencing La Cruda? For those of you who don't know, that means a hangover. (laughs) And it is May 6th, and last night was May 5th. And a lot of people like to drink on Cinco de Mayo. And I gotta say, I like to drink every day, so what the fuck? I don't need a special day to drink. But when a lot of people want to gather around and start drinking... It's a little. It's a little bit more fun. Don't get me wrong. I like drinking alone, but you know, I, you know what? To be honest, when when I go out and I'm going, I, I go to a lot of breweries by myself. You know, I, I have no shame. I don't give a fuck. I just want to go out and drink, and and I know people. So even when I'm out there on my own, I still know people around me, so I can still have strike up conversation and have fun. But I like to. I like to sit back and observe. I like to watch people. I know I'm not the only one out there who people watches. I know y'all like to watch people. Watch people, not, not just a singular person, but even groups. You go to a brewery and you can see, you know, like the, uh, the, there's the groups. There's the couples table. You know, there's like two or three couples there, you know, having a great time. And there's a, a certain dynamic. There's just the guys, you know, they go out for a guys night out. There's a table, with just the girls. There is a a table with just you know the creepy single guy like me, Uh, and you know it's it's so it's fun you know like to see them interact with not just each other but even when they go up to the bar and see you know I kind of look at see what they drink I don't judge by what they drink but I'm like oh okay there's a bunch of people who you know love IPAs or there's here's a a, eclectic table here here's someone who you know here's a table who has you know a lager an IPA an amber, a seltzer, you know, the the occasional barley. It depends on where you go and what they have. So I like going out. I think I'm, you know, I'm recording this before Cinco de Mayo. And I have a busy fucking week coming up. I think I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I'm I'm going to Disneyland this weekend. And then I'm going to Las Vegas on uh, right when I get home. I'm driving back from... L.A. to Phoenix, and then I'm hopping on a plane to go to Las Vegas for the full week. So I have to pack for a full week. I want to go out for Cinco de Mayo. I don't know if I will. I think I might have to stay home and make sure my laundry's done and my, ba- my suitcase is packed, because right when I get home from work, I got to go to sleep, because I am driving out to Anaheim at midnight, because that's when my daughter's school's bus leaves. And so, I have to make sure I could drive. <laughs> and not only that, but I got to drive. And then when I get to Anaheim, then I'm going to Disneyland and California, uh, what do you call it, California Adventure. I'm, I'm going to both parks for a full day. Luckily, though, I don't have to drive back immediately. We are getting a hotel and staying by there because my daughter wants to go to the beach in the morning. And she knows I got to come back and, and get a plane. So. We're going to the beach in the morning we got a hotel right on the beach holy shit I, I got to tell you uh, I, this is not a plug this is they, they don't sponsor us at all but I went to booking.com and it was fucking easy as shit um it's a it was right on the beach very well for for where the location is and the price I am paying and the amount of positive reviews it got I'm, I'm I couldn't be happier so I, I I'll tell you about it when I get back but um so I'm doing that. I'm going to have a great time. I don't know how much drinking I'll be doing at Disney. I know there's the, the, what do you call it, the Ballast Point Beer Garden. Is it Ballast Point? I think it's Ballast Point Beer Garden. I know they sell beer. The first time I ever had Bottle Logic was at California Adventure. I know that. And that was, what, five years ago? Six years? F- five years ago. And... Uh, so yeah, so I, beer will be drunk there. It's for my daughter. It's, it's all her. So I did not res- reserve anything over at Mos Eisley Cantina or whatever. But we are going to Star Wars Land. That's for fucking sure. And she knows that. So we're going over there. It's going to be a good time. Then I'm driving back. It's going to be a wild week. Uh, I already talked about it with Sorcerer Chromatic. We're going to try to work something out. We will have a show next week. And I don't know what kind of shape or form it's going to be, but it's going to happen. So um, it's going to be different than most shows. So, But then again, lately, I think most of our shows have been different than what they usually are. But I kind of like that. I mean, we still have the same format, but it's always something a little bit different every week. So, oh, and this is no, well, you know, (laughs) this week is a little bit, this week was fun. I got to admit. you know, it, sometimes, you know, the, the, the shows, when we record them, they're a little bit of work. They're a little bit of, you know, just, let's just get through this. Uh, at least, you know, we'll have something out. And then looking forward to the next week. This was fun. I I, I had a lot of fun. And maybe maybe because we were talking about a lot of beer and a lot of football. American football, that is. So. I hope you enjoyed it, too. I hope you enjoy it, too. It's about to come up right now. I've been talking for about, you know, almost six minutes now. I better get to the show. (laughs) I'm sure most of you have uh, fast-forwarded to the show. But before I get that, let me get to the plugs. Join us on Instagram. And and fuck it. What the fuck, Instagram? Why you want my fucking birthday? Like, all of a sudden. Goddamn marketing. Hey, you watch. Netflix is going to ask for your birthday pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Netflix is going to ask for if you're a man and woman, your, your birthday, where you live. It's coming. It's coming. Um, and also on Untapped, search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. All right. That's enough of me waxing poetic. So without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. We are Cold Brew coming at you from Cold Brew Studios. I am the hypocrite of the Arizona craft beer community. My name's Greg, along with my co-host Sorcerer Chromatic. and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. Now, how you doing this week, man? Hey. Good.
1: Hey, I like to think of you as a hypocrite of all beer beers.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I just this is where I live right now. It's all beers matter. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Hey, uh, you know, I soiled the Bay Bay Area beer community for a while. Now I'm over here in Arizona. Who knows where the future might take me to soil that community?
1: Right. You might even
0: have to start it somewhere just so you can take it down. That sounds very, uh, sounds like a movie waiting to happen.
1: (laughs) Yes. At least a five episode miniseries.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go. Let me me, uh, call up Netflix. I think they're hurting right now for new content little character <laughs> start off a good guy you're like oh I'm on the guy's side by the end I'll be like the the yeah. Walter White of craft beer
1: yeah exactly breaking bad breaking bad with beer
0: oh man it, it, if it wasn't uh, for copyright i could call it breaking bud oh, geez. oh man anyway breaking said breaking said so- oh there you go see we're what do you call it we're, we're spitballing we're brainstorming yes Oh, man. Don't
1: bring an umbrella
0: to the brainstorm. <laughs> yeah, just let it come down all on you. Hey, now. All right, man. Should we get to the beers then? Sure. All right. Today, I have in front of me from our good friends up in Seattle, Washington. From Elysian Brewing Company. I have their Space Dust. Uh, see here. Here's the writer for Space Dust, man. I, I was... I had to, I can't believe I'm saying these words. Here we go. A totally nebular IPA. I I already hate this fucking write-up. A great Western premium two-row combined with C15 and Dextra pills give this beer a bright and galactic Milky Way hue. Oh, God. I still have more to read. The hopping is pure star glow (laughs) energy with Chinook to bitter... And late and dry additions of Citra and Amarillo. Space Dust is out of this world. Uh, With 62 IBU at 8.2% ABV. At least it's 8.2%. I could drown this fucking right up out of my mouth. Alright, I got it in a 12-ounce bottle. So I'm using my Eagle Cap off. And I gotta get back on the Instagram train, man. I've been very lacking lately and... Um, Just so people could see what a hypocrite I am. So, pop off. And what do you got this week?
1: I have... From the... uh, Beer makers up at Barrel Brothers Brewing Company. Mmm. They are up in Windsor, Sonoma County, California. Mm,
0: Right next to... Russian River. The new Russian River.
1: Yes. Um, I have... um, Going along with my search for a summer beer, I have their fresh print. They can't art looks like the uh, the fresh print. Oh, this <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so uh, they advertise this as a shower beer.
0: <laughs> hey now.
1: Yeah. So it's crisp, clean American lager. Uh, shower beers of course are beers that you enjoy while taking a shower. And Maybe or maybe not with a friend, but hey, who am I to discuss it? It's a different show, right? <laughs> um, it's a it's a four point two percent ADV. Not a lot of write up on this. I couldn't find a lot on on the uh, Bell Brothers website and um, and even uh Untapped.
0: Oh, okay. Like um, keeping a
1: secret. Yeah. I don't know. Are, are we like getting shadow man from information now? Because if you're <laughs> instigating,
0: uh, possibly.
1: Oh geez. All right. Well, um, let's see. That's basically it. I have it in a can, and I'm kind of excited this one, uh, just because it, it uh, you know, it kind of fits the bill of, of what a separate time enjoyable logics. So, hey, without any further ado, pop-up. Pop.
0: Very nice. So this one, uh, Elysian Space Dust, um, for those of you who have not had it, I, I, would, I would believe it's being distributed almost everywhere. This is one of their, the flagships, plus it's owned by AB InBev, so it's being mass produced and mass distributed. And, hey, look, we got a flyover right now. Oh, Yeah, there's a, a biplane or something going by. Hold on, wait, wait for it to, to pass by. I'm looking this hey, up anyway. The
1: sexual orientation of a paint.
0: <laughs> you know what? I was going to cut this out, but <laughs> I like that joke too much. We're leaving it in. Oh, We're leaving geez. all this in. <laughs> all right. Uh Let's see here. So, the uh, Elysian Space Dust, as you very well know, is one of the um, flagships from from Elysian hey, B- I missed
1: couple. it. What was, what was it? The ABVs. On that is, uh, is stronger than, than you want to think, right? Yeah, it's it's,
0: almost, it's like a double, almost a double. But some would consider this a double. It's 8.2%. Ooh, yeah. You're yeah. getting your money's worth. Definitely. So it's sweet. Is it denogonizer like that? It's
1: like, you don't you don't believe it? It's like a nine, and it's like, wow, you know, it catches up with you. Yeah. Yeah, kind of yeah, It speaks yeah.
0: up on... Yeah, that, that's a big... But I think they call that a double. I don't even think they call that a triple. The, the organizer Right. Right. But it, it's it's high for a double, and uh, this one is it, you can tell where the uh, the malt is. Uh, you you can tell they use a lot of malt because it's very sweet. Um, there's a little bit of I'm not saying that they add corn, but it does have a slight corniness to it. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's my you know what? I take that back. I was just eating uh, tortilla chips, <laughs> and that's where the corn came from. Oh shit, yeah. So I apologize to Elysian. So later on, when we rate these beers, I will have a better description. But there is a a strong floral um, presence, uh, aroma to this beer. And very hoppy and dank. It is a West Coast IPA, after all. And eh, it's it's a slight haze to it. It's not the clearest of West Coast, but it's still an excellent beer. I liked this beer the first time I tried it. Uh, actually the first time I tried it was when I moved here to Arizona. I I forget if they had bought Elysian if uh, Anheuser-Busch had, or AB InBev, excuse me, had bought Elysian by then or not. I'll have to look that up, but that was the first time I had it when I was here and I I could see why I the the reputation it had. I could see why um, people liked it. All right, uh, how's your beer? Oh, please.
1: When you were um, talking about your beer, I was sipping mine smoothly, really enjoying this. So it's real, it's just real crisp, real clean, real lightweight. Yeah, it's a, definitely a, a summer crusher right there. It's nice.
0: All right, so we will, nice, we will rate these beers later on Untapped. So just uh, download Untapped on your phone and search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back but right now, it's time for the beer news. Alright. First one is a quick one that I read on LAD Bible. And they the headline is Brits Can't Get Enough Increasingly Popular Beer which is quote set to take over the world. Oh, it is a macro beer and it's called oh, Madri Excepcional. It is a beer that is a co- collab between Molson Coors and San Miguel. And so, yeah, it's taking the uh, the EU by storm. Madri has taken over as king of the lager game. Um, tweeted somebody, someone else said, a new favorite lager, um, hashtag Madri. Someone t- uh, tweeted, Elon Musk draws level with Madri Lager in Race to Take Over the World. So a lot of the, a lot of the UK is really going crazy over this Madri. It's just a, a lager, but it, it must be a very well-executed macro lager because people really like it. And it's a little bit more gold than straw um, from the pictures I've seen. So maybe the malt content is a, is way better than just a regular macro like a... Like a Heineken or an Amstel Light or what have you.
1: Is it available outside of the UK?
0: Not it's available guy. in the EU, but nowhere. Um, oh, yeah, but it's it's taking the UK by storm. Next story. Well, <laughs> All right, next story comes out of the EU as well. The story I got from the Fortune website. Headline is, the first Oktoberfest since COVID could bring Munich over $1 billion. So why isn't its mayor happy? Well, Oktoberfest fans can finally rejoice, the world-famous annual festival will be held for the 187th time, ooh, 187, and the first ooh. since the COVID pandemic. Typically, hey. in, yeah, <laughs> yeah, happy, happy for them, here, I'll, uh, hold on, I got something for them. Typically, Munich welcomes to the Theresien-Wise Fairgrounds well over 6 million visitors that down roughly 78,500 hectoliters or 2.1 million gallons of beer served by staff of 13,000. 13, the roughly two-week-long celebration contributes... How much a- is that in metric? <laughs> uh, the roughly two-week-long celebration contributes an estimated... Uh, 1.23 billion euro or 1.29 billion dollars overall to the local economy. But as you well know and I have covered on this show Oktoberfest brings out the the knuckleheads, the nudnicks, the uh the people who take a uh, take drinking a little bit too um to the extreme and they cause a bunch of you know uh carousing and what, what do I want hooliganism. To say? Hooli- there you go. They they bring hooliganism to the fair city of Munich and that's the type <laughs> of stuff they want to keep out and after two years no people are anxious man. People are biting at the bit just <laughs> to get out there and I could see a lot of people going taking a little going a little too far.
1: A lot of tigers getting out of the cave.
0: Oh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Bavarian... Do they have have tigers in Germany? I think so. At the zoos. Oh. (laughs) No other festival better stands for cosmopolitan attitude and the zest for life than the Munich Oktoberfest. It's an international trademark of Bavaria. Yet rather than exude excitement or even relief, the city's mayor announced the festival would take place seemingly with the same heavy heart as last year when he canceled Oktoberfest. That's because everybody... COVID positive or not, is invited to attend, despite his better judgment. I definitely did not make this this decision lightly. Mayor Dieter Reiter... Nah, that can't be how you pronounce it. It's Dieter, but maybe it's Reiter, because it's R-E-I. Yeah, Dieter Reiter. (laughs) Dieter Dieter. (laughs) Reiter. I like Dieter Reiter better. (laughs) I know. It's catchy. Yeah, it is. Um, After seeking legal counsel and A mountain of, well, and mounting a vain attempt to appeal to state and federal authorities, he concluded all avenues had been exhausted to impose even the most basic requirements to attend the festivities, like a negative COVID test. Therefore, I ordered, this is his quote, therefore I ordered administrators to begin preparations for an Oktoberfest 2022 without any restrictions or conditions, writer said, I mean, reader said. I only hope that the Epidemiological situation doesn't escalate in autumn Such that federal and state governments flip-flop And canceled the Oktoberfest at the last moment Ooh, that that, that would hurt That'd be a big bite So, yeah, that's a uh, Even though the mayor said it was fine You know, he he allowed it to go on He still, uh Seems like he's very apprehensive About allowing Kind of like when a girl
1: tells you Oh, it's fine
0: oh shit <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, so those of you going please exercise you know some restraint and be be safe as far as COVID goes and any other type of illness as that as that goes you know I know you spend a lot of money but if you have a fever stay home or stay in the hotel room do everybody a favor I'm not saying even not I'm not not just even COVID just a cold or a flu or whatever
1: right have a friend get
0: you a ticket. There's there's a, a cold going around here in in Arizona. Some of the guys at work have had it, and I have noticed that people stay home instead of coming to work. You know, in the in past, you know, if someone's sick, they'll still come to work if they're able to stand up. But now people are staying yeah, home. They're like being a- yeah, they're they're more responsible now, and and I appreciate that. But if you know if you're sneezing and coughing and have no fever then I have no problem with them coming to work cuz a lot of people got allergies too especially like the last couple of weeks it's been so windy here and all the dust and allergens have been in the air everyone's been I did some some yard work this uh, this morning and I have one of those leaf vacuums man that thing creates a lot of dust and I've been uh sniffing and and coughing like the all morning it finally started to go away I, I cleaned out my sinuses and Nah, nah, but I, I don't suffer from allergies but just having dust in your sinuses fucking sucks oh yeah thanks
1: for a long day At least
0: yeah exactly alright I want to see got two more stories I want to get through them quickly so we can get to the cold brew list uh, Devil's Backbone Brewing owned by ABN Bev has a contest uh, coming out they're offering free IPAs for a year if you get a tattoo. Nice. Uh, India Pale Ales have emerged as the most popular style for modern craft beer drinkers, but do you love them enough to get an IPA tattoo? If so, one brewery is willing to give you a year's worth of their beer for free. Devil's Backbone Brewing in Virginia, known for their signature Vienna Lager and being acquired by ABM back in 2016, announced this week that they team up with Jake Caramol, a tattoo artist who has become a phenomenon thanks to his over 2 million TikTok followers on a, quote, free year of beer giveaway. Scoring your free suds is a bit of a contradiction, as simple as it is difficult. Caramol has created three tattoo designs based around the Devil's Backbone Beer Buck Tradition IPA series, which itself creates four different types of IPAs that inspired the different tattoo designs. Hey, you know, didn't the Devil's Backbone would do that whole thing where if you live in a camper for uh, for the summer, they'll they give you free beer too? They're always doing something like this. Was it them?
1: I, I vaguely remember that that contest, but I didn't. I don't remember the brewery
0: Yeah, Yeah, hell, all had to do with the uh, you know saving, conser- conserving not saving but conserving the environment. Now uh, let's see here. Now yeah, they're pretty cool. They're they're pretty cool uh, looking uh, deer, you know, bucks. Yeah, tattoos. I mean, they're not bad. This is called Buck Tradition. Here, I'll send you the uh, um, the story so you can at least look at the tattoos. Here, let me copy and send, and there you go. Check it out. Let me go back to the story. The first one 100- hundred people 21 and uh, 21 years and old, old let me try this again the first 100 people 21 years old or over who get one of these tattoos from now until June 30th either from caramel or a tattoo artist of their choice well that's good you don't have to get it from the guy who's probably overcharged because he's so famous
1: oh jeez
0: oh you see the tattoos yeah so you get the first what one
1: are those guys? What are those guys names uh Daft Punk about to sue somebody. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, the first one is like an '80s style um, roller skate uh, buck, right? Yeah. Though, yeah, the the middle one is definitely uh, Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Daft Punk. (laughs) Um, Inspired. Inspired. Yeah, with the helmet, and but he's got a blazer on though, and then the last one looks almost like a cybernetic uh, deer, right?
1: d 1000 or 2000
0: <laughs> the d2000 <2000. laughs> it's got the one red eye and the, yeah uh let's see here uh so they'll receive a gift card for one year's worth of buck tradition ipas so that's the latest thing from devil's back
1: those, those are pretty like uh committal you know what
0: I mean? yeah any tattoo but yeah those that's a a large what, a, what a, illustration it's not like you're just getting the words like fuck tradition or anything or you know devil's backbone something that you can easily uh, like, cover like
1: like you know like the the uh the jagermeister deer the yeah across and all that stuff like that looks more like uh of, of a uh of a, of a of a brand you know trademark logo these, these look more just artistic you mm-hmm. know
0: uh, and lots of color too of
1: yeah so, you yeah. know, I, I'd like to see, you know, uh, artists, uh, renditions of these, you know, what, what if they go with the different coloring, you know, colors, you know, I mean, same, same general outline, just different, you know,
0: different colors.
1: Same, same but different.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wonder how close to the coloring you have to, as long as you do the, like you said, the, the base, same basic outline, if that'll be good enough. I, I, th- I think it would, I think if I was devil's backbone, I'd be like, Hey, that's fucking awesome. Here's your gift card. I'm gonna go get a uh, a tattoo. You think someone will give me a free beer?
1: Right. Hey, uh, <laughs> what I want to say is like, uh, shoot, uh, you know, shoot higher, you know, get like a, a plenty of the younger tattoos.
0: If you were to get, let's say, you were to get a tattoo for a year, free beer. Which brewery would you most likely consider?
1: Uh, Ultima. I, I was thinking Altamont because uh, I'm, I'm. But I'm trying to think of their their logo, you know what I mean? That windmill? Just the A with yeah, the A with the windmill. I mean, although I like their beers and uh, I like the fact that too. It's a uh, their full name is Beer Works, which yeah. is like a, a homage to to the German factory type of uh, type naming rather than brewery or beer company. You know I mean? Yeah,
0: it sounds a little bit more industrial. It's a little cool. Plus, yeah. I mean, you can get it in the Oakland East colors because, you know, they have all the colorings of their yeah. logo.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I would also like uh, Firestone because it's got the California bear. You know I
0: mean? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That is a really good one.
1: I mean, it's got the lion, too. I mean, it's because of the the, uh, the history of the, of the founders, but it's the California bear. So, geez, if that I guess I also like Bear, Bear Republic right <laughs> yeah. I really want to go with the with the California theme mm-hmm. uh um logo yeah
0: so you wouldn't huh. get the uh the Sam Adams guy the old patriot nah <laughs> <laughs> but you can get Utopias maybe uh, you know maybe
1: yeah i who else has a cool logo oh the uh the Laughing Monk guy
0: Oh, I like that one. That's a really good one. I like that logo.
1: Because he comes in different varieties too. Right. They
0: do yeah, with over 9,000 9, breweries in the U.S., there, there are there are a lot of logos out there. Yeah. All right. Um, you know what time it is? It's time for everyone's favorite segment on cold brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the cold brew list. As we As proceed, proceed, proceed to, to give you to what give you,
1: you need. Right, let me ask you this. What beer holidays? The- um,
0: Oktoberfest.
1: Okay. Coming up a little bit <laughs> before that. Uh,
0: oh, uh, Cinco de Mayo.
1: Right. So, let's not a uh, of it or be politically correct. Cinco de Mayo is just a fun day to celebrate. Right, no, uh, granted, it is uh, the 5th of May which I think is Thursday right
0: I think yeah you're right.
1: yeah so uh, a lot of people do stuff on the weekend for single the battle and it just kind of uh, you know it's fun it- it- it's fun I mean it's a uh, it- it's a Mexican battle celebration uh, for a, a temporary win uh, if you want to really get down to the history of it. however, it's um, also just a good uh, good reason to have a good time.
0: I think so, yeah.
1: And, uh, um, yeah, same, yes, I, and this, again, disclaimer, I, I do understand Cinco de Mayo is bigger in America than it actually is in Mexico. Um, but nevertheless, we need a reason to celebrate. So, uh, I have a list of the, uh, eight best Mexican beers tasted correct. Oh, okay. That, that's another thing is, um, and I, seriously, I, I I don't, I haven't expressed this enough, but I really like the uh, craft beer, uh breweries that do a a take on the Mexican lager. Like, yeah. um, you know, like El Sully 21st, that's a great one. Right. Um, Taco Truck from Dust Bowl, that's another good one.
0: You know what's really good um, too? There's a the, that, the Sublime Mexican lager by yeah, L Smith is really good.
1: Yeah. In fact, though, dude, I think they lost their license with someone.
0: Ah, man.
1: Because I've seen it as a classical lager now.
0: Oh, they don't call us a with room?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know if that's been official. However, uh, I haven't seen the... Uh, okay. I, I've seen the new one and they're kind of like no one's saying anything to see what people did it.
0: <laughs> Okay. It's still the same um, beer.
1: Right, I believe so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm willing to believe because it says "classical Mexican lager," and I'm like, "Wait a minute, if you have some blind Mexican lager. What do you have?" Yeah. Right. I'm trying to think of a few other ones. Oh, Altima with uh, Familia marietta Yeah, and
0: Stone has one, right? If I'm not mistaken, Stone Brewing. Oh
1: yeah, the buena Vista. Buena mm-hmm. and they even have a they have Bonavista Salt Prison too, so they're using that name. Oh, okay. For a little crossover. In fact, too, I've I've seen a uh, variety pack where it's half beer, half seltzer.
0: Hey, there you go. Finally someone does it.
1: I know, right? Why not? Right. For the party on a the budget these days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, a little bit of each. You know, you get tired of beer, go to seltzer. You get tired of seltzer, go back to beer. Right. Variety is the or spice of
1: life. It's a little something for everyone. You know, this one fall pack. Yeah, you, know? you like beer you six, your buddy you, likes yeah.
0: seltzer whatever the case might be
1: right, yeah you get so you get six beers and then um, two bottles of three different types of salt so, oh even better wow yeah
0: You're like that's a steal I'm gonna go right yeah? now yeah okay, fucking hey well, hold on can we press pause and take a break
1: pause <laughs> <up>. everyone <laughs> go buy the stone Bonavista Bonavista. Buena Vista, Buena Vista. Buena Vista. Uh, Sylvester. <laughs> yeah. Sylvester Seltzer Pack in town. cold Yeah. And get 0% off.
0: Strangely. Zero's a percent. That's true. Thanks to our Mayan buddies down there. <laughs> <laughs> little history lesson for you, folks. Sure. All right. Speaking of Mayans, let's talk about Cinco de Mayo. <laughs>
1: And again, too, uh, going along with the, the celebration of a Mexican, uh, I guess, uh, pseudo-holiday. Um, first <laughs> you to drink Mexican beer.
0: I don't get the damn, so, so it's not real.
1: Number, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the feds say I get paid for not going to work. <laughs> Moving on. Victoria. Number eight. Victoria beer. Have you ever had that one? I do I, don't I think had so. it a long time ago. Oh. Mm. It's a, uh, it's a little bit more multi than like an uh, an average Mexican beer.
0: Okay.
1: And by average Mexican beer, I'm talking about, of course, number seven. Dos
0: Equis. <laughs> I like Dos Yeah, I like Dos
1: Equis, yeah, like those equis Amber.
0: Yeah, I like that one better too.
1: Yeah, a little better. Number six. Probably the, the Godfather of all, or El Padrino, if you will. Corona.
0: No, the number one imported beer in the U.S. Right.
1: Number six, Sol Cerveza.
0: I've had Sol Cerveza Sol.
1: Yeah, I've had that too, predominantly uh, in New Mexico. I have i don't think I've ever had it in the U.S. I think
0: about
1: it. Huh. I think you I might mean, be right. Not that I'm opposed to it. So, if anyone wants to buy me a Sol,
0: <laughs> uh, but for myself included, I, I think I have—I've had the majority of Sol. When I was in Mexico, and I haven't gone to Mexico a lot, mind you, at least
1: that you know. know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's for the other. Uh, that's for our other podcast, our secret podcast. That
1: is secret huh?
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, number four, Estrella Jalisco. I don't think I've ever had this one. To be honest. I
0: I've had it. I've had it at a. At a ballpark, at one of the ballparks, at one of the stadiums out here, I've had it. Oh, really? Yeah, during spring training, uh, what, three years ago, I think? It's, no. it's fine. It's just a, a, it just tastes like any other macro lager. To me, anyway, it did. It uh, was nothing special about it.
1: Here's one, number three,
0: Tecate. Oh, yeah, that's I the think. one. That's the one I liked the most when we did that uh, blind taste test on Mexican lagers, what, our first year?
1: Right. One of our first shows, I think too, like going out, I think I've, I've had the guy there as far as Mexican beer, I had that one the most, because back in the day, we used to go to, uh, Tres, tres Gringos downtown, mm-hmm. San Jose. And, uh, they used to, they used to sell them, you know, by the bucket. So, oh, okay. So it was, you know, you get a bucket of beers. It was, uh, you, essentially you get one beer for free.
0: <laughs> just For buying the bucket. You have to spend twenty bucks to get one free beer. Pretty much. Okay. Actually, I think it was like eighteen bucks. A it was a deal. <laughs> oh yeah, for for club beers, yeah, it was a deal. You're right. Yeah.
1: All right, number two. The beer we all
0: hate, what they <laughs> Uh That one's not bad. That one's actually not bad. I, I like the the negative one better, but that's just my thing.
1: And number one, um, actually, I like this one, his Pacifico Clara.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's really good. That, I like the that one with tacos.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, all these beers that are light or, you know, crisp, or, they go well
0: with food. Right, yeah. You always find them at Oh, You'll find one of those at a Mexican restaurant. No matter what Mexican restaurant you go to, you'll find at least one of those, maybe two. Right. Along with Bud Light.
1: You know, I noticed too, if, okay, so there's, there's eight, there's eight on the, on the list, right? Yeah. And then, uh, La Victoria, Dos X, and, uh, Pacifico have colored black. Okay. You know, like Pacifico and Victoria have, have the brown bottles.
0: Oh, yeah. But okay. Modelo,
1: yeah, uh, Estrella, Jalisco, Soul, Corona, they they have clear glass.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, they then, do. What
1: well, they got this can so. that's why that's But I'm just saying that that's another trend. Is is they they do have, you know have the clearer bottles on on, on the on the beer,
0: which uh, lends lends itself to skunking easier.
1: Yeah. That was this week's <laughs> beer list story.
0: Very nice. How's your beer treating you
1: Good,
0: done. Good. We're going to untap our beers right now. We're gonna rate them on untapped, I should say. So I got the untapped app out. What was your beer again? Uh Barrel Brothers or something like that?
1: Yeah, Barrel Brothers, Fresh Rinse.
0: Barrel Brothers Fresh Rinse. There you go. There it is. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, uh, it's got the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air font. I thought it was going to have like a cab, something stepping out of a cab or something. So Fresh Rants, what would you like to rate? None of our friends have rated it. It has uh, 330 check-ins right now on Untapped. What would you like to rate this beer at?
1: Oh, geez. <sighs> I am going to give it a F4.
0: Oh, wow. It has an overall rating right now of 3.59. So we're going to jump that up maybe to 3.6 now. So you give it a four. What notes would you like to leave?
1: Uh, press, crisp, clean, crushable. I finished that one fast.
0: Crisp, clean, and crushable. Yeah. Ooh, alliteration. I like get. it. And save. And check in. Now I had Elysian Space Dust. And mine's gone too. I just finished it right now. It's really good. I, I like this one. I... You know, I was thinking about last week's when I had four peaks and I said the taste kind of... It was better when it was colder. I, I was wondering if that had to do with, like, the macro taking over. You know, AB InBeb taking over production on it. Because... <laughs> You know how the, the the light lagers, the warmer they get, the the, the worse they taste. But this one, this Elysian Space Dust, maybe it's because it's a higher ABV. When it got warm, it, it didn't go... The flavors didn't get worse. And it's, they pretty much stayed the same. Dank, floral, and a little sweet. And so I, I like this one a lot better than the Four Peaks Hopknot. So I'm going to give this one a... 3.75. 2. So, yeah. Now, you know what? Now, I'm going to give this one a 4. Because I think I gave. The, right. I, last week, I think I gave uh, the hop knot a 3.75. So I'm going to give this one a 4. Let's see. Well, actually, I can go to it right now. Hop knot. I gave it a 3.75. And I like this one a little bit better. So I'm going to give this one a 4.0. So. We have 22 friends who have checked in on this for an average rating of 3.9. as an overall rating of 3.85. I'll just go through some of our friends on Untapped. I'm not going to go through all 22. So Jake Johnson gave it a 3.75. Jason Meyer gave it a 3.5. Jake Johnson checked in a couple times. Oh, Rachel Benkowski, she gave it a 2.5. Bitter and heavy. Which it is. I guess for a single, you'd want it... Uh, for a double, you... Bitter and heavy is fine, but I guess for a single, maybe that was her her attitude when she rated it. Uh, let's see. scrolling, Man, Jake Johnson checks in a lot. Hoppy Dudes gave it a 4.0. Some more Jake Johnson. <laughs> I'm just going to go through one more that's not Jake Johnson. Christian M gave it a 3.75. So as for us, we're giving this one a f- check-in to 4.0. I'm going to say it is dank, floral, and sweet. They really should change this to a double. I don't know what they're doing at 8.2%. Check in. And we are done checking in our beers. All right, man. So what did you think of... This year's NFL draft.
1: Uh, that it was cool. It was in Las Vegas. I right. you was know, just there a few weeks ago. Um, You know, there was a reason why we didn't go this weekend. So, because, yeah, the, the draft was going to make everything crazy as far as the pricing and even probably just moving around. You know I mean?
0: Yeah, didn't they say something like about like 100,000 people showed up this weekend for that?
1: Oh, easy, yeah. I mean, three days is probably... Probably
0: even more when you think about it. Well, and, and they could also just include it. Uh, whoever's on the strip will count them too. Yeah. <laughs> they might not even come a block, to, you know, or like even four blocks within the uh, the NFL little com- uh, compound they had there, but they still count them anyway.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny though, too, is that like, you know, people went hard, not just repping their team, but like with the costume, right? Yeah. It wasn't enough to have a jersey or a T shirt. They had like, you know, the whole the, face the whole paint. garb, you know. Yeah, face well, face paint and then like uh, you know, giant novelty hats or, or you know, uh the, the big oversized chains chains or or the uh the uh the resting style belts and whatnot. So it's just like wow. You know, it's like you see it every now and then at uh, at games. Mm-hmm. But just to go to the draft board and all this stuff, it's like, all right. You know. You know, the
0: the one thing that struck me this year, and and maybe I just didn't realize it until this year, but it's happened every year, is that when somebody, a representative goes up to the podium and does a shout out to the fans, you got 31 other teams, fans there booing you. So you get a resounding boo. You never get a consensus applause.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Even when Ice Cube was on there, he did get the crowd, you know. He, he did control the crowd and the fact he got him to say, you know, yay, yeah, yay yeah, or whatever he, whatever he was yelling. But other than that, you know, when, he's, when he gave love to the Raiders, he got mostly booed. <laughs> I was chucking. Yeah, I mean, even,
1: even, even Chris Angel had a Raiders
0: shirt. Mm. Was it rain, uh, Raiders the whole time or did he change it later on? No, I don't
1: know. I just thought like, uh, I think.
0: I was just making. I uh, think
1: maybe his. uh yeah. his, he did a few opening tricks, and I just saw the one where he got out of the uh, the straight jacket hanging upside down, and spinning.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't see any of that. I was just uh, alluding to the fact he's a magician, so he he could just change it to whatever team he wants to front run with. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about our team, the Ford Niners? What did you think of their draft class this year?
1: Um, you know, <laughs> I really didn't follow college that much this year. Not that I. The biggest uh, college sports fan, right? Um Just interestingly, so the the first guy that they got was until the second round. Yeah, and they got a an outside linebacker from USC who's basically going to be a an, an, an edge rusher. Um,
0: yeah, opposite is, of a little uh, bit raw. Bosa,
1: right? The opposite of Bosa, or even uh you know lining up behind Bosa if they're in tight formation. You know what
0: I mean? Oh yeah, yeah know, to to get to maybe Green. shift the line over that way.
1: Right. Um, but yeah, I see him more on the opposite side. Um, so yeah, his, what do I want to say? His, his attributes are, are, are there, you know, he, he's, uh, he's six seven, two fifty. So, I mean, he, he's got to learn how to, you know, either play with his hand down or just, you know, on, on two feet ready to, ready to, to uh, get a speed rush, you know, when it's, when it's it bottom. So I do like that, you know, the whole keeper strength, the strength. So, you know, the mm-hmm. whole uh Niners uh defensive line are high picks. Um I heard that going back to Armstead. I,
0: yeah, well, I read that he's a little top heavy too, so he's gonna have to strengthen his foundation.
1: Well Yeah, I mean he's got the build, though, so you
0: know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying he couldn't, but well, that was one of his knocks that I read.
1: Right. Um <clears throat> Then I I admit I like the players, but I don't like the pick as far as, uh, the next, the two guys in the third round we got
0: the running back um, and the offensive lineman. Oh no, that
1: was round the four. running back, running back and a uh, wide receiver.
0: Wide receiver. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. Um, going to our offense. I mean, we got, we got running backs for days. I mean, uh, Granted, you know, injury and attrition is, is the name of the game.
0: Yeah. It was just, a, it's, you know, and the, when you look at the running backs in the Niners past, like, three years, someone gets hurt. So I can see why they, they, just, they just want depth in case somebody gets hurt.
1: Right. And this guy's a little bit bigger than, than the rest of the guys in the room as far as I can tell.
0: Okay. That's good. You know, he's, he's 6'1", uh,
1: 223. Mm. That's a bigger back. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: a downhill runner yeah, yeah. it seems like
1: right so I don't know what his, uh, what his speed is oh, that's the thing too Um, we got the the, the receiver in the third round who's who going to be the speed guy Um, you know he's not the tallest guy that doesn't have like a crazy catch radius however he's got the, the 4-3-3 speed
0: to get that yak
1: <coughs> yeah maybe right
0: but then the rest of the
1: draft, I thought it was it was cool just to get some guys to, uh, to bolster the uh, offensive line. We got the guy from uh, University of Texas San Antonio, smaller program, but hey,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know uh, the talent's there. The talent's there. Uh, and then the guy from uh, Fordham,
0: right? Yeah. And so then, and then they're they're not the last. Yeah. Mister Irrelevant, though.
1: You got Mister Irrelevant. <laughs>
0: Well before him they got that guy from uh um where did he what do you come from out of UCF? That guy's huge, 6'1", 301. he's like a plug. The defensive lineman Kalia Davis, I'm I do not know how well he did um for UCF, but when I, anytime I see someone that's three plus, I'm like, damn, that's just yeah. like a, a a body to get in the way. <laughs> that's what I think. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean he could he can plug up the middle when uh when Kinlaw gets back too, can we?
0: Yeah, for the short situations, you know. So yeah, and then Mr. Irrelevant was a quarterback. Right. Brock Purdy. Where do you? What do you? Iowa State. Iowa State. And so he gets all the pageantry that gets bestowed on Mr. Irrelevant. He gets invited down to Newport Beach. He's got a parade. He gets to be, you know, take part in a regatta. I don't. I don't think he gets to be on a boat, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean. Do you think that someone like you know? Do you think people, the the past Mister Irrelevance actually enjoy being the last pick? And at least they got drafted, right? Right.
1: Um. Yeah. I I think so. I mean, just the so they could say they got drafted, you yeah. know. Um. But you know, by the time the the compensation picks are handed out and stuff, it's really like the last pick in the eighth round. So it's just uh, an interesting uh. It's an interesting spot to go, I'm gonna say.
0: Yeah. We'll see, I mean... Because there's guys? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because there's guys who go undrafted that make teams too, so... Yeah. You know, you just gotta make the best of your opportunity. Granted, I mean, uh, he could just be a a camp and and preseason arm too. I mean, the Niners are pretty much set at quarterback, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think I say this every year, and it's a a wait and see with any of these draft picks, whether they're round one or round seven. It's always a wait and see how they produce. And hopefully... I always approach every year with, you know, guarded optimism. I'm hoping that the... I'm hoping that the front office knows what they're doing and the guys that they pick um, pan out in one form or another. So I... Do you do you now? Do you think that had do you think the Niners were trying to go for AJ Brown at all, or no? Do you think that was just a uh, just talk for maybe from AJ Brown's camp to try to get a better deal from wherever they could?
1: You know, I just want to say that whole AJ Brown thing. It's kind of like it's interesting because AJ Brown, or Hollywood Brown, like I said, BK Metcalf. The I can't think of the guy from um, from uh what's that Washington. Um McCarn? they all have the same agent. I think yeah. Yeah, it's the agent just trying to set the market and yeah. he wanted Debo to go first to to set the, the, the rest for the other guys. However, he still gotta work with the other guys and the AJ Brown deal was something to uh that was was on the hush but it was a a, a possibility and you know the trigger was pulled
0: hmm any uh have you heard anything like from the the you know podcast or national news about the uh any bust in the draft i've heard like the the ravens this year of course they got all good marks across the board as far as their draft but did you hear any any teams who underwhelmed uh with this year's draft class Because i heard a couple teams
1: um to be honest no uh, a lot of the local uh Media has just been covering what the Niners have done, not okay. really, not yet to uh, criticize what the other teams done. I, I normally think Monday, like uh, the draft, game get handed out for oh, yeah. everyone. Although there there are some teams who like ranked tied, like the Jets, and I mean, but the Jets had a lot of picks though. When you think about it, a high pick or yeah. early pick,
0: and and they so. they did a lot to give Zach Wilson a lot of weapons this year or, or protection. They did a lot on the offensive side. More so than the defensive side, I was like, I was amazed. I, I hope it pans out for him. Hold on, hold on. they
1: got they got Toss, or they got that Tos guy who's a, a DB, and then they got that that, uh, that Johnson. Or I know his initials are JJ, but the uh, the Florida State edge rusher.
0: Well, not just and the dra- they got, not just the draft, but, but then also they got like, they got with the trades. receiver Wilson. Yeah, yeah, with with the trades too, they did a lot for Zach Wilson um, this year. Uh, but what i was getting a couple of things i was getting at was i was hearing you know some negative blowback on the green bay Packers. uh you know oh. they, they did nothing in the first round to help aaron rodgers they drafted two defensive uh players and but then they got a, a wide receiver in the i think the first their first pick in the second round yeah i think they had yeah. traded up for him um
1: that was that was Craig lance's old teammate
0: yeah, but the two guys they got was the two guys they got were uh, I think two guys from I want to say Georgia. They had like a interior um, linebacker and a interior lineman too. And one of the guys, I think the lineman, he's like 25 years old, 24 years old. Is is age really that much of a negative thing? When it comes to draft because i i even heard some blowback about the bears they got a wide receiver who's 25.
1: um <laughs> i know what you're talking about and i guess in the, in the long term no i mean i mean because uh, i mean uh george Kittle was like 24 when he was a rookie i mean he's older right yeah. An older dude when he came out and uh and i wouldn't be surprised that this year's class and even next year's class because uh the whole a lot of guys got a uh, got a free year because of COVID. So
0: oh, a lot of yeah. guys
1: stay an extra year too. So, I mean, if you're a fringe guy, I mean, that's a great idea just to uh, to stay in college one more year and, and work on your technique or, or, you know, just be in the program and, and get coached up that much more.
0: Yeah, your, your body's more mature, your mind's more mature. I, I see that as more of a short-term uh, gain than a long-term gain because maybe over – and even – even the long term, like most of these guys will live out their their rookie contracts and then move on to a new team. Not not every, not all of them, but I don't think I don't know, th- I don't see age as such a bad thing.
1: You know, that's another thing too. Uh, like when you said about kind of because like, uh, like Bebo's an older guy. I think he was like either a five year player or like a transfer that had to sit out a year or something like that. So it's like uh, when they look at his. His next deal is probably his only real time to cash in because after, you know, after five more years, he's going to be, like, you know, over 30. And, uh, you know, what's the going rate for receivers at that You
0: know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Even if they are productive, you know. Yeah. So, I I, I I don't know. I just don't see the age as such a bad thing. It, it is for the player because they have less years to earn money. But as far okay. as, as teams go, I, I think it's it's better to like for a short-term payoff to draft the older, um, as long as they have talent, you know, don't get me wrong. (laughs) You're not going (laughs) to I was thinking of Scott Bakula from Necessary Roughness. You don't want to draft someone like that, 45-year-old freshman quarterback. (laughs) But, yeah, I I mean, but as far as the Green Bay Packers go, man, that poor Aaron Aaron Rodgers, he's getting no help. He has a third-round wide receiver and they expect him to plug and play immediately and and, and contribute uh, I don't even think he played every down in in college either so uh, I have no idea what they're doing in Green Bay but at the same time I'm not a Packer fan so I can get <laughs> I just laugh <laughs> it's good for them dude alright right, man um, anything else you'd like to add to this week's podcast
1: no man just, uh, everyone has a good single them out weekend
0: yeah Alright, so uh, that does it for us Thank you for downloading yet again Another Cold Brew Podcast I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic And we'd like to wish you cheers
1: Until next Let me see your pretty blue eyes Don't you know that I love you Please don't leave me dissing